full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the full court press. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here with us on a Wednesday. A very busy Wednesday to get through. Let's say uh, what went wrong Wednesday. It's an opposition research Wednesday. Oh, yeah, actor-athlete coach. I forgot about that. Oh. I didn't get any quotes. Me neither. We might have to skip it that today. That may have to be deferred to another day. Yeah, that's just that's not going to happen today. Oh, man. Eric, by the way. What's what's wrong with you over there? You I don't to, know. You run in here, and then you're like, you just rolled out of bed. Just woke <laughs> up or something. No. <laughs> I've been staring at a computer and papers for like the last two hours, and so... That's called research. That's what you should be doing every oh, day. I can't. I can't. I mean, how see long have we been doing thing. this show? You should be used to that by oh, now. Oh, all I see is white lights in front of my eyes with big letters. Oh. Hey, by the way, um, a couple people uh, from a distance were listening to our show yesterday. Caught the uh, Tom Petty conversation. They had a fun thrill with that. <laughs> Some people from a distance were listening yes how far away were they uh far well far yeah sure okay <laughs> all right yeah anyways that glad was, people uh, are listening it's great that's nice that's good i hey, by the I mean, way could you be any more cryptic i'll tell you off the air fine some people were listening and they had a heyday <laughs> okay Hey, I've got jazz tickets to give away. I don't know if anybody wants to go to the game tonight. But How many tickets do you have? You're like always giving them away. Why are you so mad? No, I'm just like you're man, angry you're with like me. Sitting on a pile Why of tickets over there. Why are you giving away there? tickets? Why don't you keep them? I got tickets for the jazz game. Uh, who wants to go? I got two of them. They're upper bowl, so don't squawk. If you want to go, let me know. Well, you have to have the Utah Jazz app. You need a vaccination or a negative test proof. Um. They play Milwaukee tonight, is that right? Milwaukee? They do. So if you want to go to the game, I got two tickets, just text the show. Uh Gil Mortgage text line. 435-339-0321. Text us. Let us know. If you want to go to the game. They don't even have to say anything nice about you. No, just, because we tried that last you're time. You're just and it, like whoever no, wants to go. Here's the thing. It's we tried that last time and it didn't work. Obviously. No one could no one could come to the grief of of saying, Oh, AJ, you are great. Thank you for being a part of the show. I couldn't even get that. So today it's just text. Just text us that you want to go. And you're on your way to a jazz game tonight. I got two tickets. Right now we got no text. So it's like, no, I mean, we you know, who the fetch. Um Hey, how about my Braves? Huh? Yeah? Came through at the end. Freddie Freeman, my man. Not bad. Not bad. 
You sound why you sound so upset about that? I'm just a little surprised just how the playoffs have played out that the underdogs in some of these series are uh, prevailing. The like Braves they weren't the underdogs. They might have not had home field advantage in that series, but they weren't the underdogs. <laughs> not to the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> no. I mean, what else? What is there? What else surprised I mean, you? The, the team with the better record, with the home field advantage. They weren't the better team in that the series. They weren't the better team in that series. The Rays, Red Sox. Who's the better team in that series? The Red Sox. I would have said the Rays. Well, that would you see how the that team went coming for you, off huh? of a World Series appearance a year ago. Best record in the American League. And they're not the better team. Eric, the best, like, you got to quit with the whole regular season champs thing like it means something. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Well, okay, so what is the case All here? Because you're going up a team. Well, a, a team that had a lot of playoff experience in the Rays. And the Red they Sox. Went all the way to the World Series last experience. year. So what is it then? I'm Eric, not talking about regular season champions. I'm talking about, look, these, this was the better team. What they did from start to finish. They were the better team until they ran up against the Red Sox. They, they, had, they had playoff experience. It's not. This isn't about regular season champions, AJ. Yeah, because you keep like, oh, hey, they had the best record in the AL. And That's then you just come off of champions. World Series appearance a year ago. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I didn't think. So they, what does matter? We, we, you and I, did you explain to me what does the matter? Series, then, please. Before the series started, we didn't we both say the Red Sox were going to win that series. That we saw the Red Sox winning that series. Because I told like the Rays are almost like the Buffalo Bills of the NFL. I think I've said that before. You have said that before. They they really are. Like they go to the Super Bowl and they play like crap and they lose. Like the great team that gets to the playoffs and then just can't figure it out from there. They are the Atlanta Braves of the mid nineties. I mean, where they got that one World Series, they went to two more, lost both of those in tragic fashion. But. Even in going into that series, I knew the Red Sox were going to beat them. I didn't know if it was going to be in three, in four, in five. I had no idea. But the Red Sox were going to beat the Rays. Just because you had a gut. No, feeling. because they're the better team. They have a manager who's been there, done that. Out and so do the Rays. No, a more I mean, experienced help manager. Help me understand why you're trying team. to. I, I, I really, honestly, I'm trying to understand why you keep saying. Oh, they're just clearly the better. How? How are they the better team? The Rays had you a, saw a, a manager saw who it. went to the World Series. You saw how they were a better team. They they hit had the, a team that won a lot of games. Better. They hit the ball better. They had a better pitching staff. They were they were more deeper in pitching. That's obvious as heck because in Game Four, Eric, Game Four of that series, Rays milked their bullpen, milked them, and two starters. They had two kids who were going to start that game. They didn't even make it there. Why is he calling me? They, they they were gonna they used two star like the bullpen for the Red Sox still had at least one starter left to go for Game Five can't say the same for the Rays. Okay, see that helps me give a better definition. Well, because uh, I don't they just flippantly say oh they're the better team. You they're didn't crap. watch then you didn't watch this. You series? can't call a team with you the best record of the American League watch crap. This series. The team that went to the World Series did you a year not ago watch crap. This series. No, I did, but you before the series then you happened. See it. No, before the series happened, you're like, "Oh, they're crap." I'm like, it's, "How how can you just flippantly say that to a team that had the season they had coming off of a World Series appearance?" There's a couple of numbers that came out about the Red Sox versus the Rays. I need to go look at again. Uh, I believe it was courtesy of Jeff Passan of ESPN. 
who brought out these numbers, and they were really intriguing, and they brought it up in regards of hitting. Just how, like, con- contrast the hitting was from the Red Sox and the Rays. Um, and he he actually blames the pitching for the regards of, of the good hitting of uh, the uh, for the Red Sox. That, that why they hit so well was the pitching for the Rays, which was really interesting because I thought the Red Sox have good hitters. Kiki Hernandez was phenomenal in that series. Again, if you have a division series MVP, it's him for the for in that series at least. Yeah, um, I mean certainly he he uh, had some of those really big hits that were critical late in the game uh, a couple times for them. Uh, I'd have to go look up a couple of these stats here, but um, yeah, I, I like I wasn't surprised in the Rays losing. I'm not surprised in the Dodgers Giants series going five. I'm not surprised by the Braves beating the Brewers. I'm not surprised by the Astros dominating the White Sox the way they did. Nothing surprised me so far. Which is, I mean, it's it's. And by the way, do do you feel like the the AL got the worst of it. That is the Red Sox and the Astros in in the ALCS. It's the two most hated. Well, Red Sox, I would say, are probably the most hated team now because of what's happened in regards of the allegations of cheating. Astros were caught cheating. Yes, it's like the worst. It's the worst matchup you could have possibly got as a baseball fan. The two most hated teams in the AL are in the ALCS. And now you're like, please, both of you lose. <laughs> yeah, it used to be that you know the the Boston Red Sox they were always that lovable team that could play well, but could never get past the Yankees to get there. Now they've done that. Like they've won a couple of championships, they've gotten past the Yankees, and so it's almost like turned now. It's like ah, the Red Sox again. Ah, now they're like the hated team. They're they're becoming more and more disliked. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so, who, if you, as a Cubs fan, no bias in the AL, you have none. I I don't think you do, do you? I mean, because you're a straight up Cubs fan, so you have no fan either way of the. So, who are you care. cheering for? Red Sox or Astros? Uh, I'm I'm pulling for the National League. Like, I don't care what happens in the American League. I just hope that whomever comes out of the National League gets it done. Really? I mean, I'm pulling more for the Giants uh, out of anybody. Why? Um, I don't know. I've always kind of admired the Giants franchise. Why? I love their ballpark. Why? I've, I, I, like, I'm saying, okay, we're we're gonna play. We're gonna flip flop this game. I'm happy to answer those questions. I, I I think it's a beautiful ballpark. I think they've got a rich history. They've mm-hmm. won championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like their manager. I think he's solid. Certainly helps that uh, they've got Bryant on their roster. Oh right now. yeah, I for- actually I forgot about that. <laughs> I did forget about that. Hey, uh, they uh, I didn't see this. This is from a few days ago. They announced a finalist for the Hank Aaron. Is it the Hank Aaron MVP award now? Is that what it is for AL and NL? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, the uh, Hank Aaron MVP award. So the AL had Shohei Otani, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Aaron Judge, Cedric Mullins, Matt Olson, Salvador Perez, and Jose Ramirez. NL, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Bryce Hopper, Nick Castellanos, Brandon Crawford, Freddie Freeman, and Paul Goldschmidt. My guess is... Should be Shohei. And Fernando. Uh, Bryce Harper has a really legitimate case. Yeah. 
But I think Fernando's going to get it based on what he was able to accomplish. You could see that. 3-4-9-8. Every four years, Red Sox win, rebuild, and then come back. Dodgers are similar to the Red Sox in the NL, buying every top player. But I feel like the Padres did that this year, not the Dodgers. Dodgers did a little bit of that with pitching. Yeah. Well, did they... Okay, so wait, did they... Was Matt Scherzer a trade, or is he a free agent? He was a free agent, right? Yeah, because that's <laughs> Max Scherzer is who I had in mind. I I, can't, I think Max Scherzer was a free agent, but I mean, if we're gonna talk about buying players, Padres got Machado, uh, Blake Snell. Who else? Uh, Eric Hosmer. I mean, they're loaded with talent. I feel like they were more spendy than the Dodgers this year. Dodgers just, I mean, they took what they got. They got Max Scherzer out of it. Uh, Albert Pujols, which I don't even know if you count him at, at this part of his career. I don't know if you can. Um, Max, I think, was a free agent, wasn't he? There's I'm no way they got a trade out of him. Now I got to look it up. Uh, two Dodgers. Oh, no, it was a trade. I lied to you. Oh, yeah, trade deadline. That's right. Along with Trey Turner. Yeah, I forgot about that. And the I mean, other part, in fact, ago. I just got a really interesting text from a, a good friend of mine. And he brings up this thought, Eric. Did the Rays Three, four, get... Nine, eight, yes, thank you. Scherzer and Turner were trades, but the Dodgers are in on every top player. But yeah. people hate the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yes. Uh, someone brought just texted me and brought up a great point. Did the Rays make it to the World Series? Yes. But Kevin Cash costed them the World Series last year. His managing and making bad decisions in that series versus the Dodgers is what killed him. Taking out Blake Snell after 75 pitches. Oh, and he was cooking. And he was just, I mean, and I get it. It was going to be his third time through the lineup. And it was going to be at the top of the order. Mookie Betts, which, oh yeah, Mookie Betts. He's, is he a trade or a free agent, by the way? Mookie. Uh, he was a free agent. That's unreal. That just, I mean, that's just adding the rich get richer there. But he, I mean, and it's, again, him trying to do too much in regards to managing. I don't think he got fancy with this series. I think the Red Sox just outplayed him. No, I agree. I, I, I mean, agree. they just they got just, clutched. They hits, just got dude. overpowered. It's crazy. That team, I, and I feel bad because, well, and, and I do feel bad, but I don't. Because here's the thing, is that race crowd is about as bandwagonish as you get. Don't show up like at any games in the regular season, no matter how good they are. But come playoffs, hey, we're there. Whatever you need. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of criticism on that franchise for good reason. I mean, it's not a good arena. It's not really it's close old, to downtown. It? Uh, it's not a good fan base. Horrible they either fan need base. to move it and get it closer to where the population is, uh, and stay in that market, or just go somewhere else. Yeah, and I think you go somewhere else. I mean, they, they routinely have the smallest payroll in baseball, but they also prove, like, it's okay. We can still figure it out. We can yeah. still win games. I think you need to move. Oh, man. Some Utah Jazz news. Oh, Utah boy. Utah Jazz news? Yeah. Oh, boy. What? What's going on with the Jazz? They're going to Vegas. <laughs> They're not going to Vegas. <laughs> They're going to Vegas. Oh, jeez. Uh, according to Fox 13 News in Utah, 
the Utah Jazz are reportedly set to make black and white their base colors. Uh, I did hear some things. I guess Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade were involved in some conversations today. There's down a press the conference, slopes. yeah. And it's like, name the Jazz primary colors. And, well, it's been this or it's been that or they've had a time where they've been these colors, which I think is quite honestly kind of a silly conversation because it's been pretty clear what the Jazz colors well, are. Well, has it, though? have been for a long time. Has it, though? Yeah. Eric, we were purple, green, and gold for a long time. Yeah. Then we went to purple, turquoise, blue, and white. And then we were black and gold and, like, poo brown and white (laughs) and purple. And then we were uh, purple or, like, navy blue and yellow and white. And then we went to back to the mountain jerseys. And then it was the logo. but And now it's black and white and yellow. Are we the Salt Lake Bee slash Pittsburgh Pirates slash Steelers? There's enough teams with that color. What was wrong with our original colors being purple, gold, and green? What was wrong with that and white? Yeah, I don't understand. It, I think it's silly when they say, oh, we, you know, didn't know what colors were. Yeah, uh, The standard colors have always been there. They've played off of those themes. Like, They'll go with a totally green jersey with some accents or a totally yellow jersey with some accents or a totally purple with some accents. I mean, it's been pretty clear, but I don't think they've ever really loved it. And so that's why they always tweak with it and play with it. Try to do something Is different. Ryan Smith doing too much? No, at the same time, though, like, this is, this is a money game, too. Like, you have to change things up every few years, it seems like, because... No, uh, you got to run out and get the new merch. I got to be showing the the latest colors and latest logos. I need to be seen with the latest stuff. Yeah, I just don't know why. Like, why couldn't we be creative with what we already had? I mean, I honestly, I hadn't seen like a yellow men's zip zip up hoodie. I hadn't seen one of those. So that would be cool. Um, I saw something in green. I mean, it looked it looked good. But maybe like a mountain hoodie or something to that effect. I thought what we already had was great and we could be more creative with it. And we ran away from that to go to black and white. Like now we're the Brooklyn Nets. Just with a different logo. They don't use yellow. They use black and white, which is the, it looks like it's the primary colors. Andy Larson uh, tweeted this out earlier today. This Mm -hmm. is the conversation. Uh, at the Silicon Slopes, which is taking place earlier today. Um, Ryan Smith to Dwayne Wade. Again, this is Andy Larson reporting on this. I'll never forget when you called me and you're like, hey, my mom wants to know what the jazz colors are and we can't figure it out. We're not just going to have two colors. It's not just going to be black or white. And then Ryan Smith (laughs) continued, we have a super passionate fan base, which I love. I love. I mean, people are talking about the font we're using in preseason, for heaven's sake. Like, that's incredible. I wish more people were talking about picking up Rudy Gay. Okay, Rudy Gray's not Rudy Gay's not playing in the preseason. The font is, so let's talk oh, about but the font. Getting him is a big deal. Uh, then Dwayne Wade says, The perception of Utah is not the reality. It's, it's possible to evolve, not change. Or, excuse me. It's possible to evolve, to change, to grow. We're about what's next. And then Smith says, Utah has always had the mentality that we're a small market. There's very little we're a small market at. So anyway, they continue on about this whole 
Utah changing and evolving. It's not quite the same place it was back when The Last Dance was filmed. But this conversation about what are the jazz colors, I don't know. I mean, that's that seems a little bit of a stretch to me. I don't know what the jazz colors are. Now we have like 20 different uniforms. What are we, the Oregon Ducks? We have like 17 different uniforms that we could wear. Do uh, let me pose this question: How many uh, different uniforms do the LA Lakers have? Uh, they have the old purple and gold, the modern purple and gold, the modern white and purple, the old and modern yellow and purple, and then they have the LA. Oh, what is it? Uh, not the LA. Is it like a pinstripe version? No, they have like it's like a baby blue. Um, Lakers. Minneapolis Lakers uniforms. Right. That's about it. They have one for blue and white for that. So you're looking at about six jerseys? No, eight. Gold, modern, and old. Um, Purple, modern, and old. Minneapolis, baby blue and white. And then you have the white jerseys. That's it. They, they realize they don't need to change much. And, and, and the Golden State Warriors, even, Eric, have pretty much stuck with what they are now with the Golden Gate Bridge. They have, what, the, the blue, the white, and yellow. version, but, yeah, it's blue, white, and yellow. I mean, it used to be, like, those dark, like, the what, the dark blue with the orange in it. And now that they've kind of, they've pretty much gone away from that. They use that rarely, but they've gone away from it. Um, New Jersey Nets have changed it quite a bit for them. The Knicks have always stayed the same. Bulls have already stayed the same. Magic, pretty much the same. I'm trying to think of other teams that have been all over the place. The Charlotte Hornets were at one point all over the place. Denver Nuggets, I think, were all over the place. Yeah, Nuggets have had a lot of changes. Yep, absolutely, on that one. Um, They've had a brand identity crisis. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's, That's putting it nicely. But you're right. I think the Jazz are probably up there with a team that has dramatically changed its identity more than anybody. But, I mean, it's hard because, like, the Jazz, look, that name, the Jazz, I mean, it doesn't make sense at all for Utah. It made sense in New Orleans. Made The colors made sense in New Orleans, or the colors of Mardi Gras. And it just never really felt like it fits in Utah. So, I don't know, maybe that's why they've always tried to tweak it. And this is just another iteration of trying to tweak it. It's a weird way to do it. It's a really weird way to do it, man. Just doesn't make entirely sense, but who am I to judge? Ryan Smith, he's the millionaire, so do what you wish, bud. Uh, put a B there instead of an M. He's the billionaire, not the millionaire. Oh, he's a billionaire? Yes. When you're a billionaire, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, hey, um... We, we touched on hey. uh, the games from last night in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I'm so grateful the Braves won. Can I just, can I just get that out of my system again? <laughs> Thank you, well, Freddie Freeman, because I, I was terrified. Dude, we were down 2-0, 4-2, finally got back into it with a couple of singles, and then Freddie Freeman with the straightaway home run. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Freddie. I'm, I'm so grateful we got out of that series. We're beating the Giants or the Dodgers. Uh, okay. Oh, someone's something salty. No, I, I was just looking for something that I had here earlier, and it, and it moved. But 
they're in the um, the Astros and White Sox series. Um, Tony La Russa upset with uh, oh the player getting beaten, Jose Abreu the hit pitch. Yeah, hit well, yeah, pitch. he says it was on purpose. Come on, he was convinced that the Astros hit Abreu on purpose. Argued his case both to the umpires during the game and to reporters afterwards. Uh, and this is uh, we got some comments here from Dusty Baker on uh, dude he fires back on that he does and you know what I, I give him credit with that here's Dusty uh, disagreeing with Tony Larusa baseball guys don't try to get out of the way of, of balls I mean you don't see anybody like in my day you know you hit the dirt or you turned away from the ball but today guys are just standing there and taking it. You know, so um, you know, I beg to differ with you know with Tony that <clears throat> no, I mean there's, I mean there was no intent. Yeah, the series is over. Larusa, uh, he was he was upset with the Astros with everything. I mean, he was he's trying to uh, create a a cloud of uncertainty with whatever the Astros were doing because he knows they had a history. And so he's trying to kind of throw more into it. Um, but, um, yeah, there was – look, well, I saw it. I've seen the replays of it. It's just like a pitch got away. And he just he just took it. Yeah. He didn't try to back away from it again. to avoid it. He just took it. Astros, in that situation, the Astros aren't trying to hit you on purpose. There's no way. And they also killed another – rumor out there that they can't hit well on the road. They fixed that pretty quickly. Yes. Didn't they? Swung it well. I mean, and, and a couple of those pitches are just give up pitches. I mean, one of them, Eric, one of them is like a hanging breaking ball that starts on the inside and is predictably going to hit middle cut of the plate. Sure does. And Bregman swings for the, or not Bregman, excuse me, uh, Altuve swings for the fences and crushes it to left field. Can't do that. You can't do that against good hitting teams. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just feel like the White Sox pitching staff was like, "Well, the heck with this. We're not doing this anymore." <laughs> one, two, three, vacation, everybody. Call. Speaking of great hits, there was this one last night. First pitch, and a fly ball, deep center, going back, Kane at the wall, and it's good. Ready. Sends a shockwave through the ballpark, and they're going crazy here in Atlanta. Dude, I love that call. And his call at the end, too. Uh, there's a video of him actually making that final out call. And to be able to do that, just all emotions in check and just stay still and allow the game to to kind of take over your broadcast is great. I That's a phenomenal call. That's huge hit, too, by Freddie. Man, that, was, that fastball was outside. I mean, not outside like out of the zone, but just outside of the plate. And he and he makes the adjustment and cr- crisis. The fetch are you doing over there? Can we can we can we hit buttons or no? No, we doing okay. Not Do you need help over there? Um. Anyways, he takes a fastball. It's just outside of the plate and 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 crushes it. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure he knew it was gone as well. Uh, over uh, and he hits it. I think off with Josh Hader. Sweet, love it. Move on. Well, you know, I got to wait the Dodgers and Giants, which, by the way, 
Glad they're going to a game five because they got to milk their bullpens. Both of them will milk their bullpen bullpens to uh, try to move on to the NLCS. You know it's coming. Uh, Dodgers were just man crushing. Uh, how many home runs did they have? Um, what was the final score of that game, Eric? Seven to two. Oh, Max Scherzer must have been great. <laughs> uh. I can't see where. You can't see how many home runs. Betts got a home run. I could. Uh, Smith had two. I guess that was it. But um, was that it? Only two homers. Yeah, they're only two. I guess, but they were both two-run home runs. Uh, And here was uh, Mookie. The lefty set at the belt and delivers. There's a fly ball to right field. Well hit. Bryant going back to the wall, and it is gone. Mookie Betts goes the other way, and the Dodgers take a four to nothing lead. A two-run shot for Betts here in the home half of the fourth. Eric, you know I know it's crazy. Dodgers go one of eleven with runners in scoring position last night. One of eleven with runners in scoring position, and they won seven to two. They've stranded eleven. That ball's hit well, center field. Back is Slater, out of run! Two-run home run! Will Smith, 7-2 Dodgers! Dude, Will Smith has been phenomenal in the series, too. Yes. He's been so good. Behind the plate and at the plate, that guy has been off the charts for the Dodgers. So, Game 5, this is awesome. Uh, having a Game 5 winner-takes-all will not take place until Thursday. So, no games tonight in Major League Baseball. It's an off night. And uh, Dodgers and Giants, they'll be playing tomorrow, 7 o'clock on TBS. And right now, it's even. It's dead even. Pick who's, a winner. Who's throwing tomorrow? Uh, let's see. For the Dodgers, it's uh, Urias. And for the Giants, it's Webb. Dude, Uranus is, is not going to last for at least two innings here. <laughs> All right, we got a lot more to get through. Hey, 2409, are you streaming the Skyview game tonight, Eric? Yes. We are. We are. On the radio, on the mobile app, streaming it on Cash our Valley website. Cash Valley Daily, right? Sweet. And video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Sweet, yes. All of the above. I'm excited to watch some games tonight. Yes. Uh, so we'll actually, that's a good segue into one of our topics we need to get to. We'll touch on who's playing where. Uh, there are some games from teams choosing not to play, but there are some that are. So we'll let you know who's playing where, kind of what's on the line for some of these last games of the regular season. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. Tires. You need good ones, especially heading into the winter. But wow, can they be pricey? Express Auto and Tire has opened up the warehouse to thousands of name brand used tires for only $25 per tire. Express Auto and Tire is selling every used tire for only $25. Yes, snow tires. Yes, truck tires. Yes, every tire, only $25. This winter, hit the road with confidence. No need to book ahead. Just come on in. Visit Express Auto and Tire at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. 
The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fantic e-bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. Leader follow. You decide the ride. Building, remodeling, Daryl's has the wall oven for you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a great selection of single and double Whirlpool wall ovens in stock right now. Whirlpool wall ovens help you manage meal time for the whole family. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week six showdown from our nation's capital as the Washington football team hosts the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bounce back? Or will Chase Young and the Washington football team defend their home field? It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andrzej Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Always love to hear from you if you want to chime in on the uh, issues of the day or challenge our positions. That's always fun, too. 435-339-0321. I still have tickets to give away. Like, if anybody wants to go to the Jazz game tonight, text us. I I got two tickets. Come on. A couple things that are happening right now, actually, in 4A girls soccer. First round going on right now. Logan is hosting Pineview underway. (laughs) Skyview's hosting Hurricane, Green Canyon, and Bear River in a Region 11 showdown. Uh, and then the Ridgeline, Riverhawks, and Mountain Crest Mustangs, they're waiting to see who they play because they get a first-round bye. They will play on Saturday. So best of luck to uh, the teams from Region 11 and girls soccer as they're underway right now. Uh, boys uh, football, they've got some games going on later tonight. Skyview, as mentioned, they are going to be playing tonight. We're going to have that here on the fan. Kickoff at uh, 7 o'clock, pregame at about 6.45 with Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis. Uh, it'll be Skyview at Bountiful. And uh, that will we'll have the, the radio uh, broadcast here on the fan and the video you can watch on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, also tonight, Ridgeline is at home. They're hosting, uh, is it Box Elder? Is that right? Got the wrong page here. Box Elder, yes. They're hosting Box Elder. So that'll be on 104.5 The Ranch. 
and also video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. And last but not least, Mountain Crest on the road at Maple Mountain tonight. And that will be A.J. Knight on the call. And that game will also be video streamed on Cash Valley Daily and on the radio on 107.7 KLZX. So uh, those are the only three games in action tonight. Bear River did have a game previously scheduled against Layton, but that game uh, got uh, canceled. So uh, it's kind of a gamble to see what, what happens with RPI with some of these teams. Now, does it help them or does it uh, drag them down potentially and cost them a spot and a better position in the uh, playoff bracket? Now, the final RPI will not be released until Saturday morning because some teams will still play uh, later in the week uh, despite the fall break. They try to keep on to a, a regular schedule. So uh, the final UHSAA RPI will not be revealed until Saturday morning. And when they do that final RPI release. They'll also set the matchups for uh, the, uh, the the playoffs. So stay tuned for that. But we'll have all the action here on the fan, and we'll provide updates throughout the evening. And then later tonight, we'll have the scoreboards of uh, what's going on throughout high school football. Yeah, man, I can't believe we're already there, Eric. We're already down to what this week, and then playoff football starts next Friday, and then girls soccer already in action in playoffs. Unreal. We're already there. Yeah, volleyball's not that far behind, no, too. Nope. I think you're about I think what, a week away as well, aren't they? Uh, just they? about. Their, their playoffs begin, I think it's uh, another week. Yeah, October 27th? Ah, that seems a little bit late. Anyway, it's not that far away. It's coming up. October 27th seems a little far away. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, we'll keep you up to date on all those things going on with 4A. Hey, we got text. And uh, what's going on with these uh, RPI and standings? Man, our text was deadline. Well, I mean, text has been kind of quiet today. We got one, uh, 1570. Since Ajay's a Bucks fan, the Bucks removed John Gruden from the Ring of Honor, which is probably deserved, but they added Warren Sapp to the Ring of Honor after his sexual harassment came out. They allow Antonio Brown to play for them currently after his sexual harassment issues. Not saying that what John Gruden did was okay, but so far all he had were controversial emails, not things that broke the law. Oh, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. Um, Warren Sapp has had a couple different things to say about John Gruden, yeah, and about some things that he did that were n- not tied to emails, but to actions. Actions, yep. Too so, but <coughs> uh, it is curious as to look the the Redskins, and I will continue to call them the Washington Redskins because that's what's at the problem with this with that team. Uh, the Washington football team, but with their ownership, there's a lot of problems there. The FBI raided their facility. They're going through these emails. That's how these came out. Yeah. And there's a lot of allegations <laughs> of fraud, of mistreating female employees. And But has anybody lost their job in Washington? It's true. To my knowledge, no. No, it's true. But a couple emails came out, and yes, there were very inappropriate things that were said. But it seems odd to me that there are people that have you know these actions well i should say words apparently are speaking louder than actions and usually it's the other way around isn't it i and what is goodell doing why isn't he over there being like all right you know what we need to make we need to make some adjustments we need to either get rid of this football team out of that city 
and get it out of the owner's hands and move it somewhere we know it's going to be responsibly held or we need to fire a lot of people there. One of the two things needs to be done. Why is he just sitting there doing nothing? And I know, like, yeah, let the FBI do their job, and you know, but you're in communication with them. You should be about what they're finding or and what and what what you can what information you can have. It's a joke. It's an absolute mess right now in the NFL, and I'm I'm not one bit surprised. Two six zero three. I don't understand why Green Canyon RPI was higher than Skyview after last week's game. I don't understand the RPI period. Well, so I'm not going to try. Green Canyon has consistently been higher. Uh, they were the number three team for a long time with only one loss. The Skyview loss is their, uh, only their second. Skyview has three losses on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's again, it's a, it's a, uh, I get it. Some people get confused by the head-to-head and think that that's the only thing that determines this, and it's not. It's the entire season, not just region play, your entire season. And so I actually get this question quite a bit. It's not head to head. It's not region standings. It's, it's all the above. Entire season. It's all the above. Every game you play. It's all the above. It doesn't matter if you go beat a six A team, you're still going to get punished for it. If you go beat a three A team, you're going to get punished for it. If you go beat a, if you go lose to a six A team by three, you're going to get credit for it. And if you lose to a three A team by one, you're going to get punished for it. Or you're going to get credit for it. And they're going to say, well, you did a great job. You tried really hard. Doesn't make any sense. I'm so done with this RPI okay. thing. I mean, Canyon it. is 7-2. and two, Skyview 6-3. and three. I mean, why Why is that hard to understand? Who's had the better schedule? Why is it under, hard no, to understand? tell me who's had the harder schedule, Eric. Because remember, it's all, it's more than just who beats who. It's, it's wins and losses versus other teams. And those teams' wins and losses versus other teams as well. Come on now. Got yeah, in all winning, the calculations. Winning also matters. In Green Canyon, they didn't play a soft schedule. Dude, explain explain Ridgeline's RPI last year. Like every year it changes. Every year the needle moves for well, how we're I, ranking teams. I will admit it's there's even this year. Mess. I mean Ridgeline It's a joke. They haven't lost a game, but they went from number one to number two a week ago. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't but get it. part of that is, who are you playing? How good are those teams? RPI recognizes the better teams. So Ridgeline had just gotten through playing a, 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 a string of like really bad teams who had very few, if not any, wins. One five seven zero. I'm with you, Eric. Something is fishy with the Washington football team. Seems like someone wanted Gruen out and released these emails for that reason. There is ha- there has to be more people involved. Not sure why it hasn't been released. I think that's why the Players Association wants the e- the d- full emails released. Yeah, because there's probably a lot more in there than just some salty yep. language from John Gruden, or from other people though, right? Right. Too? Oh yeah, and responses back and forth. I mean, other heads are going to be rolling all, all around after everything is said and done. Yes, it's going to be such a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> 2603, understand the entire season, but Skyview losses are against better teams in region. See? Green Canyon has two losses and Skyview only one. It makes no sense to me. I'm with you. Skyview has three losses. Green Canyon only has two. I don't see how it's that difficult to understand. (laughs) 
Again, but there's other factors in it. What are those teams? What's, what against is those your other winning teams? percentage? And no, what's your opponent's what winning percentage? Exactly. Who, well, who did those other teams beat? Who did they lose to? We. It's not just wins and losses, Eric. No, it's true. There's it's other things factored your, into it. Your winning percentage and your opponent's winning percentage and your opponent's opponent's winning percentage. So it takes in several factors to determine really how what was the quality of your schedule. One zero seven eight. Didn't Scavio lose to Idaho to an Idaho team? How does RPI account for out of state teams? It's a good question. They did lose to an Idaho team. It was got a very smacked. good Idaho team. Uh, but they use a they use an RPI. So there are a lot of teams outside of the state, a lot of uh, associations, athletic or high school activities associations who use RPI or something similar. So it does, it does compute. It does factor. It follows through. It carries over, I should say. <laughs> Makes no sense. It does no good. It's a mess. But here uh, we are. Would you rather go to the other way where good teams – you have a couple good teams in the same region, but because one team was number one and the other number two in their region, all of a sudden they end up with like a four seed? What are you talking about? If they were number two, they were still going to be in a good spot. You could have the best teams still coming out of the same region even. The best teams get rewarded overall for what they were able to do. There we go. In the old way, you didn't. That? You only had so many slots designated for every region. And whether you were a good team or not, that's how you got placed. If you're the if you're one of the best teams, oh my gosh, legend, legend, get in here. <laughs> we got to get him in here. I got to get this guy in here. Yeah. I, oh my gosh, I love this guy. Okay, well, thank goodness he walked in because I was about to absolutely roast you <laughs> in this argument, and I had some really great points. Oh, just conveniently and. But we've got a guest, and I'm sorry, but I'm gonna let our guest. We can we go to break? Yes, we do. Need you to don't want to leave. Out. If you're listening, don't leave. Do not touch that radio dial because I'm gonna roast Eric while having a really <laughs> great guest on our show. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106 on the Fan. Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, or skin care, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring Essie Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our integrity price guarantee. 
At Match Quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, and Ajay Salveson, and... I'm going to save my reels for the second hour. Oh, sorry. Hang on here. I got your... Oh, my... I knew got you the wrong mic <laughs> dialed up for you. I mean, you should be... The guys, mic on. There we go. It's now more important it. anyways. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll roast you in the second hour. I'll take care of it. I'm gonna, I'll end this conversation entirely. We'll wait for the second hour, though. Save it for you. Okay. I'm going to pull up some historical references. Just to Whatever you historical you stuff you want there, mister. I don't <laughs> care. Hey, uh, we got a great guest in here, Eric. I'm really excited about this. This is cool. Off the cuff, too. Yeah, Gary Wilkinson. We've had him in the studio before, but he's uh, actually in the building for another reason. But yeah. we saw him in the hallway and we said, Gary, come over here hang out with us for a second. I, yeah, I love hanging out with you guys. This I was just looking at our posters here from uh, the years that you've played, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I just... Holy cow. Good times. Yeah, yeah times. for you, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I, I know you keep an eye on uh, Utah State basketball, and you have great memories and fond memories. Um, what, for you, stood out that made your career so special at Utah State playing basketball there? What was it that stood out to you? Uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, I could – I think – the community, I mean, just the support that we had up here was oh, unreal. Was crazy. Unreal. I mean, I there was ne- I, I, I couldn't describe it to people what it was like to play in the spectrum. I mean, I, I didn't lose one game my whole time, my whole career at Utah State. 34-0 at home. Wait, what? Yeah. 34-0 wow. at home. All your home games were wins. Wins. Oh, my gosh. My, my time here. That is so and cool. It was amazing, and it and, and I would attribute that to the fan base. It was unreal. I remember looking at players' faces uh, of opposing teams when the doors would open, and you would just have thousands <laughs> of screaming Utah State fans running down the spectrum stairs, screaming, and I could just see their faces like, "What are we in for tonight?" And, <laughs> and it was, and I just love. That was one of my favorite things to do. Is I'm out there warming up before games, and they open the doors. I just like to just sit back and watch the other teams <laughs> to see the, what the reactions were, and and uh, it was that was unbelievable. I mean, I was so uh, lucky to play in an environment oh like gosh. that. Then I have teammates that were just they're my best friends still, really close to a lot of those guys, and and uh, so those. I mean, and then playing for Coach Morrill was just a, kind a of truly top, grateful yeah i mean i think the thing you know i've i've told a number of people this in and it and it's a compliment to coach morrill but the standard that he set for us as players um and what he expected out of us just set some set a course for the rest of my life in terms of that's what it takes to be successful and so if you want to be successful you have to sacrifice and give that type of effort to to reach that level of success so i've tried to apply that into other aspects of my life and it's and it's worked out quite nice so i owe a lot to coach morrill for his his mentorship in that way 
We had J.C. Carroll on the other day, and uh, he had a lot of fun things oh, to say phenomenal. about Stu, but he also kind of bagged on him. He's like, if he could have just said J.C. Carroll can can guard decently, that would have helped him uh, <laughs> maybe get a chance uh, in the NBA. Uh, but how? Uh, what was the the time frame between when J.C. played and when you played? You guys didn't cross, did we you? We did. You did so cross I was a, a little bit. I was a junior when J.C. was a senior, so we played together one year. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was fun. What was it? Okay, so we talk about all the great things about J.C. Carroll and what he could do and how great of a shooter he was. What was the lone deficiency in your mind about J.C. Carroll? The lone deficiency. Is there one deficiency? J.C. listening right now? Um, <laughs> Who knows? Kind of yeah, he's actually <laughs> probably. Uh, I'll um, the lone deficiency in J.C. Carroll's game. I don't. Was it defense? Was he that bad of a defender? I don't think by he was that bad of a defender. I, Not I like Stu over Blue. Moral crucified. Yeah, I I, I don't think. This look. This is this is this is the uh, the comment that you'll get from every player that plays with a great player, is it's it's so like it's so hard to turn it off. I look at it like J C had this mindset that it was just go and like he missed one, he was gonna make the next one, and like and he, that worked out throughout his career. And you have to have that killer mentality, and that's what's made J C so successful. So I wouldn't say that's a deficiency. I would say that's a that's a positive thing. But, Absolutely. You know, I mean. So I don't really have anything to say about about JC's game. I I loved playing with JC Carroll. I would I will say that things that something that you'll never hear from JC himself, and that people who watch JC don't really know. But he is one of the toughest characters you'll ever meet in your life. Like I remember we were playing at New Mexico State, and JC went fell on the floor, and someone stepped on his finger and dislocated it like just it's sideways on his i can't remember what direction was but i just watched him like get up pop it back into place and play like nothing ever happened it was just like he's the guy the guy's got a mindset that's just really something to admire jc's tough jc's a tough character incredible well, didn't he tell us about how he would always run away from the trainers? Yeah, wouldn't allow them. They're in a tournament, like in Long Beach. Wouldn't he, allow them to find him. His ankle's as fat as a balloon, and the trainer's trying to grab him and like sit him down. And he escapes the trainer, goes to the students, like I'm good to go. And Stu looks over at the trainer and is like, "What happened?" He's like, "I couldn't catch him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a special a special guy that way. So, so uh, you're I mean watching Utah State as an observer now. Um, what do you think about this? I don't know if you've had a chance to meet with Coach Odom, if you've yeah. ever met this guy yet, or yeah. or uh, just your thoughts about what this new era of Utah State basketball might look like. I'm excited, to be honest. I I, uh, they, they, I heard he reaches out to alumni. Sorry. He does. He, he does. He? he does. He's really good. That's I think he's a great start. hire. That's I think a it's good a start. great hire. Um, yeah, he's reached out a couple times. When he first got up here, he invited a few of us to go play with the Aggies because um, they were short and – We've all made full of, fools of ourselves out there trying to keep up with these young bucks, but uh, yeah, I think I think he's got the right mentality. I, I think he's invested in 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 the university. I think he's invested in in the community, um, which is which is huge. I think for to get people out and motivated, you you have to feel like uh, the the coach and the team values you, and um, and I think he's kind of instilling that in his players. Wow. I uh, I I think that we have a bright future. I think he's uh, he's got a lot going for him, and and uh, I'm excited to see it. Um, really quick, I know we only just got a few seconds left here with you, and and then we'll we'll get ready for a second hour. But uh, do you uh, do you plan on seeing a few games here at Utah State? Are yeah, you I got season tickets. So oh, good, awesome. Yep. So I'll be I'll be as as much 
as I'll be to as many games as my five kids will allow. So, <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep you busy enough. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And I know you're involved with uh, little league stuff and yeah. going watching your kids you do stuff in sports. So phenomenal. Folks can see uh, Gary Wilkinson around. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for popping hey, in. Thanks, guys. Good it was to see a lot you. Of fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess if people want to hear more of what he has to say, he's going to be on another station in a couple of minutes. But. Talking other cool things. Cooler yeah. than this. <laughs> <laughs> cooler than this. <laughs> uh, coming up next hour, though, we will discuss more about Utah State UNLV getting uh, to opposition research. What do we know about the Rebels and what the Aggies have in front of them coming up on Saturday? Stick around. This coming up next hour on the Full Court Press. This above the noise. Congrats to the Red Sox, Astros, and Braves for advancing to the American League and National League Championship Series. But they will have to wait for what could be the best game of the entire postseason. After the Dodgers beat the Giants 7-2 last night, the two National League West powers will meet Thursday night in San Francisco to decide their five-game series. San Francisco and Los Angeles were the two best teams in baseball record-wise. Both teams will use any pitcher they can to try to advance. Everybody will be in play. We've lost rivalries in pro sports for the most part, but these two teams have a real history. They go back to the 19th century when they were both in New York. There was Bobby Thompson's pennant winning home run in 1951. They moved out west the same year and have been battling the whole time. Thursday night's game feels big, even though it's just the National League Divisional Series. Bigger than any non-World Series game we've seen in a long, long time. Should be fun. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Rusk and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. Napa know how. Napa know how. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit, in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston! You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. The home for Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio. KLGN Logan. 106.9 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Here's what you need to know. Raiders general manager Mike Mayock spoke to the media today and was asked how he felt after head coach John Gruden stepped down. I do have emotion and, and and I am sad. And to be honest with you, I'm sad for the whole Gruden family. Okay, not just John. But at the end of the day, we're all accountable for our actions. And that's how we have to look at it. Raiders owner Mark Davis would not say much to ESPN.com in regards to Gruden's emails and resignation. Only, quote, ask the NFL. They have all the answers, close quote. Giants head coach Joe Judge says quarterback Daniel Jones is on schedule to return this weekend, Sunday, in the game they host against the Rams. The Buccaneers will be without the injured Rob Gronkowski, Levante David, Antoine Winfield Jr. for tomorrow's showdown against the Eagles. And USA Soccer World Cup qualifying on the men's side about to start here between, of course, the Americans and Costa Rica. I'm Brian Fenley. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the High Schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. And I got lit up on Twitter about it, too, which is good. I mean, you know, finding about your favorite artist in your life that passed away, you know, that you found out about two weeks your, ago. Just your new favorite artist? I, Dude, I, I actually downloaded some more music of him. Man, I love his stuff. It sucks that he passed away. That, does, does your lifelong fandom of Tom Petty equal your lifelong fandom of uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Pretty close. Pretty close, you know. Um, I'm gonna go buy a couple records of Tom Petty, a couple albums, you know, and uh, hang him up here in the studio, actually, in honor of him. But, uh, oh, yeah, I miss that guy so much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, uh, welcome to the Full Court Press second hour. I've got two jazz tickets I need to get rid of. Just text into our Guild Mortgage text line. And tell me you want two tickets to the Jazz game. If you want to throw me a couple compliments, that'd be nice, too. I've had kind of a rough day. Okay? Get made fun of by the intern. Get made fun of by Eric and the intern at the same time. So, I got two Jazz tickets to tonight's Milwaukee-Utah Jazz game. They're upper bowl, so don't freak out. But I'd love to have you, you know, text in and say, hey, I'll take them. And you have to go. Oh, and you need a vaccination or negative test, too, by the way. But, yeah. Those, are easy. Those aren't hard to get. The tickets or the vaccination? Both. Yes. Both. Yes. Uh, if you want to, yeah. So if you want to text in, just to take some tickets to go and nice watch a game too. You know, just be nice. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. A couple other things on the uh, Guild Mortgage text line. This is from one five seven zero. I think you're going to see coaches and general managers and even owners that come out in these emails that look similar to how John Gruden looks. That uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that possibility. Yep. 
There's, like I said, there's other heads that are going to be rolling when this is all said and done, not right. just Gruden's. If the Players Association gets their way and, and those emails will. get released, they will in their entirety. I think we uncover a lot more. Uh, yep, it's going to be it's going to get a lot worse and a lot uglier. Plan on it. Two six zero three. Ask Gary his opinion on standings. Uh, we did off the air. Just, Actually, he was like, we were I don't talking want about it. Like, don't, like, no, don't ask me any of that. Not I'm, doing it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't weigh in. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> Uh, 9948, this cancel culture society drives me nuts. The whole acting show of Randy Moss crying. Are you kidding me? He's heard and has probably said worse things over the years while playing in the NFL. John Gruden's comments were wrong, but come on, wake up, people. It yes, was wrong, though. It you was still wrong. can't say it. If it was in one email, like was initially, like came out, then... It's hard for me to say I agree with Stephen A. Smith on very many things. But the other day, the way he reacted to this, I, I totally agree with him. Like If it was one email where he said some of these things, it's like, hey, man, you got some explaining to do. Yeah, you need you to know be, better. Apologize. This is a bad look. Yep. But it happened 10 years ago. Okay, you know, it was dumb. It was a private Promise email. Promise us never again. Yeah, right. It was stupid. But then, when, then later, like... Over nearly a ten-year span, there's dozens and yeah, dozens and, and dozens. It's more than just racial stuff. We're, and it's we're covering every. You're offending all kinds of people. Yeah, here. I mean we're hitting every single weed thorn and whatnot. Yeah, it's like we gotta do better. Then yeah, then it then speaks, we're in a different start. It speaks to a broader problem in society than just John Gruden. Like these are these are words and phrases that people are using that we shouldn't be using. I don't care if it's in private yeah. conversation in the <clears throat> locker room or over a public podium. We shouldn't be using them. So let me ask you, do you think Mark Davis was pressured from the NFL to fire John Gruden or at least to have him resign? Or do you feel like maybe Mark Davis made that decision on his own? Um, I don't know that he felt that pressure, to be honest. I mean, some might try to say he wouldn't you know, he wouldn't do that unless he was pressured to do it. But I I think it was becoming pretty evident pretty fast just how how serious this was turning. Um, why would he want to? I mean, uh, otherwise, I mean, he would try to fight for him to stay. I mean, they started out three and zero. Yeah, they lost a couple of games, but they were competitive. I mean, it's in his interest to keep John Gruden the way the team is playing right now. So my second question is: Now you're right. They start out three and zero. Now we're three and three or three and two. Three and two. Uh, how much does this affect the rest of their season? Well, it's a huge distraction. Um. And really, how the rest of that team and the players come forward to take ownership of what's in front of them right now will be really telling. Um, they can still be a good team. If they can just say, okay, the past is the past. That thing with Gruden, he's out of the picture. What we're doing is something totally different. We're moving on. We're moving on. This is a totally different subject with different people. Then, yeah, we'll see what happens from there. But they should... They should be able to still have a decent season, sure, if they will allow themselves if to allow, do that. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Um, six five four three texts in with this RPI system. Most of the first round games are a total farce. Go back to the old seedings. The good teams are rewarded with pretty easy first round games. It also should give all the lower teams incentive to make the playoffs. Yes, I, I do agree with that. I think it is a little silly that everybody goes to the playoffs. Yeah, like, Bear River has not won a game. And they're going to the playoffs. And they're in. I mean, there should be 
going to the playoffs should be a reward for a successful season. Yeah. And it doesn't really give any motivation. Like you went to remember two years ago, I think you went you went to had to come all the way to Mountain Crest, play and they got beat like seventy two to six or something. I mean it was it was forty four to nothing at halftime. And Mountain Crest hadn't put up forty four points all season long. And and it's and it's tough to send kids all the way down and say, Hey, look, you know what, we're gonna go play a football game. We know we're gonna get beat, we're probably gonna get slaughtered in this game. That's tough. I just I don't see the point in it. Cut it down to you know, cut it down to size where it fits, where it makes sense, and like the text said, where it makes it motivational to want to be there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, especially with there's only two regions that bookend the state. Somebody's going to travel six hours to get their butts kicked, get on a bus and travel six hours again. That doesn't make sense. I don't see the value of that. Now, there's a chance that you know some of these games happen close to home. But still, that some teams are going to get on a bus and travel for six hours. Yeah, and get dominated, and, get, and yes, then have to get turn around and go back home. Yep, go home. Make, makes no sense to me, none. But hey, the RPI is a great thing, according to Eric Frampton. I, it, it it solves some issues. It doesn't solve every issue. I will admit that it's it, not perfect, it, and it creates more but issues. It's better, it creates more issues. It's better in that it rewards you for every game you played, and it recognizes and it punishes you how for good every are, game you've played. How good are you based on who you played? And it punishes you for every game you've played. It doesn't reward you for every game you've played, Eric. Yeah, because the old way it would only look at what you did in your region. Which no, and it looked at well, okay, no, yes. it only looked at what you did in your region. Okay, but only the, based on now, your region but you standings. Don't get, but you don't get credit for every single game you play. That's not true. You don't ha- it is it's no, absolutely it is true. You don't get credit for I don't for know why you keep you saying play. that. Because if you go beat a 3A team, Eric, does it give you credit or does it punish you? It gives you credit. No, it doesn't. You want if you, you beat go a team. beat a 3A team, it's going to be like, "Well, I'm sorry, you beat a lower team who is who ends up having a bad season for whatever reason and then it knocks you down." You could beat a 6A team that has a bad season for and it whatever knocks reason. You down. Right, it because it credit you. It gives you credit for who you played and how good they are. Regardless of classification, can we? I'm I'm done. I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> Move on. Yes, please. Nine three one zero. Even if you think Gruden should have kept his job, this would have been a distraction for the team and NFL the rest of the year. Yeah, high profile jobs carry a threat of being fired of things like this. Uh, fired for things like this. Yep, uh, that's a very good point. It would have been a really big distraction. If this would have dragged on. Uh, 1570. So if words can make you resign, then how is Antonio Brown currently playing after all of his allegations? And also Deshaun Watson could play right now. I don't get what's going on with Houston and Deshaun Watson in the NFL. I don't get Houston at all, period. I'm. There are two dozen allegations of sexual assault against Deshaun Watson. And the NFL has done nothing about punishing him. I mean, Houston is not playing him, but they could. That, that that is disgusting to me. I don't. I do not understand that whatsoever. Yeah, the whole Deshaun Watson situation is just a mess. Again, nice job, Roger Goodell. Phenomenal stuff. Six two nine four. Ugh! I hate 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 cancel culture. While I agree, what Gruden wrote is not good or appropriate. 
However, every person out there, and I mean everyone, has said things that were wrong or hurtful or inappropriate. Lots of stone throwing from inside glass houses. I don't know the right answer, but culture, cancel, cancel culture isn't it. Hmm. I totally agree with that. I mean, I will admit, if you went through everything I ever said, <coughs> I'm sure there's probably some stupid stuff I said. Oh, yeah. Life. Me too. Me too. Whether it's social media or whether it's just conversations I've had in private. And there's there's thoughts and there's opinions of mine that are incredibly controversial. Now, I'm smart enough not to share those over email or in a public conversation with a mic. But I guarantee you they'd be considered incredibly controversial based on my opinion of what I think. And But if we're going to get punished for every single thought we have and every single thing we say, <laughs> come on. Are we, I mean, if that's the game we're going to play, then we might as well just can everybody from every job that they have. Anybody who has a job, they need to be fired. Because <laughs> no one will be able to conform to every, yeah. Yeah, every set of rules that we try to create. 6860, obviously John Gruen was texting someone within the organization, probably in another, uh, in another administrator in the NFL. Why aren't we hearing about the person he was corresponding with? Uh, they've said, like, they have uh, said who he was corresponding with, but they haven't said if they replied with anything in a similar manner. So it is focused on what Gruden said. Yeah, but they it, have mentioned who he was speaking with. Yeah, they have identified them, but they have not said if they said anything similar. Makes sense. Eight seven three nine with the RPI system you have to have regions. The reason is Bear River is an RPI killer. No one will want to play them next year. JV is only two and eight this year. They would have a hard time getting anyone to play them. I would agree. Nobody wants to play a bad football team in, in, in non-region play. Not anymore. That's not the case anymore. No one's going to be like, well, let's go get a cupcake game. Like, give me this bad football team at home. That doesn't help you at all in your RPI ranking in any way. No, but uh, Bear River may be able to play a 3A school, a couple of 3A schools. But they have to be quality 3A schools, don't they? Well, Bear River needs to worry about just winning games. Yeah. Not about how their opponents might improve yeah, their RPI. That's true. They need to worry about, can we get a victory? Yeah. Period. And now they walk into, I mean, really, they, metaphorically, they walk into the playoffs limping and needing help to just to get through the playoffs. Uh, 9474, I'm not catching near as many shows as I did last year because of work scheduling. So I apologize if you guys have been covering this. I just missed it, but... Have you been talking about and covering the high school sports as much as last year? Like our local high school football. I love the segments when you guys talk about that because it keeps me up to date with schools that I'm not able to go watch. Hey, no worries. Uh, we do. We absolutely do. Uh, we All six schools, Preston, West Sites, will make it eight, really. Uh, we cover as much high school football and high school sports as we possibly can. Volleyball, soccer. Uh, we've, we've had some text about track and cross country. and Yeah, we're absolutely doing that. And in fact, uh, if you missed it, 9474, we're actually able to stream those games uh, on CashValleyDaily.com for our six schools in Region 11. Uh, you can actually go to CashValleyDaily.com and watch those games, That's which is really awesome. Really, really cool to see. I and you can hear the and broadcast as well. Oh yeah, they're awesome. It's they're so fun to listen to the broadcast and see the game. I've that's why I spend a lot of my Friday nights doing now. 
Yeah, so, uh, and for reference, again, as a reminder, Skyview plays tonight at Bountiful. We'll have that here on the fan. It'll be streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, Ridgeline will be on 104.5 The, uh, the Ranch. Uh, they are hosting Box Elder tonight. And then Mountain Crest is on the road. They're at Maple Mountain. That'll be at 107.7 KLZX. And video streamed here, uh, excuse me, on uh, CashValleyDaily.com. And if you miss any of it, you can go back uh, later tonight and watch it again as those are all archived. And uh, t- tomorrow, we'll have our bread and butter play the game tomorrow. So, Oh, we will. Won't we? Man, watch for awesome. that. 6860, Eric. Speaking of 4A football, there are only 13 teams in one classification. Talk about a watered-down playoff. What's next? Every school in their own class so everyone wins a title? Participation Dude, trophies. Dime. Did you say participation? <laughs> I think I might. Constipation have. trophies. I think I might have studied a little there. Goodness gracious. Um, no, and and it is true. I'm I'm upset about how this is. The only two regions, one further south and one further north, doesn't make any sense to me. One class. I'm I'm totally with six six eight six zero on this. It's it's dumb. It is so bad for this class and for the high school teams. I mean, let's 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 put a variety in there. Let's give us a chance to compete versus the Salt Lake teams. Why not? What are we doing here? Well, are we getting to the point where we're going to have a one A, two A, three A, four A, five A, six A, seven A? Yeah, eight A. Yeah. So Corner Canyon nine A. I know. Junior uh, college just, level. Uh, it, it's it's it is baffling that there's nothing nothing from Provo to Brigham City from. Payson to Brigham City. Unreal. That there's not a 4A school that's unreal. anywhere in the <clears throat> middle of that? That That's dumb. Bizarre. And it ruins the fun. Like to, have, like, to have 13 teams in a region competing for a chance at the 4A title is great. I miss the old days. You know, back in 4A, when, when I was in high school, we had, I mean, we had what, three regions, four regions, I felt like. I can't remember. But, I mean, we, and we played some top competition every year. In 4A. In 4A alone, you're playing great competition. And now you don't have... There's still good competition, but it's just between how many? 12 teams? 13 teams? Yeah. Uh, it needs to be fixed. It, unfortunately, it's going to be like this again next year. Yep. They reevaluate it every other yep. year. Yep. So it's like it, we've had this season that we're going through for football. We have all the other sports will go through it this, uh, this athletic season, and then we'll go again next year. And then they'll reevaluate and then tell us how it's going to look the following. But it's, yeah, it's just silly. Uh, 9315, what went wrong Wednesday? Somebody have a BYU stuff and a secret BYU homer this week. What went wrong Wednesday? Somebody have a BYU stuff and a secret BYU homer this week. Well, we were talking about the BYU homers, you know, that, that the closet BYU Cougar fans mm. that they're lurking around. Oh, like the one that uh, put stuff in the top of the cabinet? That was a mis- That was an accident. Here in the studio? And you know what? It wasn't even on the top. It was actually on the side, and that's the first folder you grabbed. I opened it up no, and it's sitting right it on, was top, not staring on top, staring at me. It was on the side, and you're like, "Hey, why don't oh, you go open that drawer? Look at all that cool stuff it. I put in there." You're like talking it up and use it. Get all excited. I open it up. I found a BYU folder. It's on the side. Eric makes me throw up. All right, one five seven zero. So if words can make you resign, then how is Antonio Brown currently playing after all his all of his allegations, and also Deshaun Watson? And another thing, how many chances is Alan Smith? Or what about Josh Gordon? 
Man, I'm, I'm agreeing to all four of those guys. Like, what are they doing on football fields? Yeah. I. So let me ask this, and, and I'm. this is just an honest question. Do we apply a different standard to players than we do to coaches? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Which one is? Uh, which one has to live to, uh, according to a higher standard, the player or the coach? Which one gets held to a higher standard? Yeah, player. So I would say coach. I think what we saw this week uh, just epitomizes that. If a player, and does... I think what we saw with Urban Meyer the week before that epitomizes that as well. Now Urban still has his job, but. The fire and brimstone that came down upon him shows that look any player you see video of a player doing that in a restaurant it's like okay guys you know having a good time at a restaurant okay we'd raise an eyebrow but we'll see him play again on Sunday but the coach does it and like, come on man you should have a different standard you should lead by example well hold on to that thought it was the fact that Urban Meyer was married that's what was really the like the eye opener some of these players are too. I've never seen a video of a player being grinded on by a college chick that was married. Never seen a video come out like that. Ever. And, and by the way, uh, now, I will say this. Players get more second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chances than coaches do. John Gruden's never going to have another head coaching job again in the NFL. He may not even have a broadcasting job ever again. Antonio Brown got a second, third, and fourth, fifth chance. Josh Gordon, holy cow, I can't even count anymore how many chances he's been given. Because I because the guy can still play. Yes, true. Uh, yeah. So but teams still, are willing to turn a blind eye. Can you still play and help us win? They're given more chances, but I think they're still held. I mean, they're still going to get cut and released. They're still going to get, you know, they're still going to be booted off the football team or whatever it is. Now, in college, it's different. In college, the coaches are held to a higher standard and are given harsher punishment than the players. Why? Because if it's a player, a star caliber player, they're going to sweep that stuff right underneath the rug and make sure they can stay on the team. The coaches will do whatever it takes. But if Nick Saban was caught doing that very same thing, he's gone. Gone. Just And by the way, Urban Meyer kept his job too. True. And actually, the, the greater frustration in the NFL uh, among players and, and, and coaches is that he didn't fly home with his team. Did you, I think you brought that up, too. Wasn't that a little bit odd? Like, the issue was that he didn't fly home with the team. Yeah. That was the issue. That's, that's what gives them more heartburn than what they saw on video. They're like, oh, he's just hanging out at the college. Good, no big deal. Why wasn't he on the plane with us? Win or lose... Bad loss, embarrassing loss, whatever. We all still, we ride into battle, we ride out. We all stick together. Then afterwards, we can go separate ways if you got an extra day, you know. But you, you, you come together as a team and you leave as a team. Yeah, but, you, but you're in professional football. Like, you're all grown-ups. You don't need daddy to get on the plane to make sure you all obey your manners and, and are all good and, you know. He's not there to be a chaperone. He's there yeah. like, I am, I'm your peer. And that's the problem I think he's, he's having generally with this position because he, he he can't exercise the same level of control over these men and these professionals like he did or could do as a college coach. 
But here's the thing is that in the pros, you're not friends with the players. You're not supposed to be. And the, and the players don't want you to be their friend. Oh, but they should respect you. So should wait, they, you should have because respect. you didn't go home on the plane with the players. They don't respect you for that. I mean, come on. That's he didn't go on the plane with us after we lost. I don't respect him. Uh, he went and danced with the college chick. Even married. Yeah, that doesn't matter. He didn't come home on the plane with us. No respect for that guy. Yet no respect. I can't do the Ronnie Dangerville voice, or else I would. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. A couple more texts. Um, when it comes to this stuff, it shouldn't matter if you're a player, coach, general manager, owner. If you break the law, you should not be involved with the team. I agree. I I, I agree, but I also agree in second chances. I agree in... Uh, then I how believe, come coaches don't I, get those? I believe in redemption. I, I believe there are opportunities for people that make mistakes, pay for their mistakes, and then find a way to come and rise above it. But what what I do get bothered with is when those chances are extended to people and they continue to abuse our trust. Josh Gordon. Yeah. It's like, why do we keep giving more opportunities to these people to just create more problems? Uh, 9474, coaches get held to a higher standard 100%. Players can get away with all sorts of things as long as you're considered highly valuable. Like players literally getting away with murder. Example, Ray Lewis. Or Aaron Hernandez. Well, I guess I mean, they cut him as soon as they found out. They eventually caught up with him. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, why do you start... Now, see, now you get into... I, I get to a deeper rabbit hole here, but... What are you thinking as a player? And wait, did Ray Lewis really murder somebody, though? Or we just... Is that he still was just... never found. Okay. But he was involved. He You're was guilty. There. You're innocent until proven guilty, Eric. Yes. You know the rule. Yep. As much as we think that O.J. Simpson did it, the court says he didn't. He was not guilty. Which is still crazy to me, by the way. Well, civil court said that he did, but it's different. Wait, what? So that's a little bit different. I don't get Wait, wait, what would you say? Civil court? Which is a little bit different. You, the civil court can't send you to prison, from what I understand. But again, I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. I know Gary. I, even, I know I don't even Gary. We <laughs> get Gary Wilkinson back in here. Uh, six two nine four. Uh, ha ha. True that. I heard Lavelle Edwards had a a rug the size of Texas. The rug the size of Texas. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the rug means. The rug. Uh, the 6294, help us out. Had a rug. I don't know. While you do that, we can take a step aside. You're in the full court press. We do need Texas. to get in Utah State and UNLV. Opposition research. Uh, coach. Oh, you know to sweep, oh, stuff, sweep under. stuff under. Dude, I have oh, stories for you. I have. Believe I've, me. I know personal stories. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I I had conversations with that guy. I've heard plenty of stuff. Uh, Yes. I know a lot about that. That would be true, 6294. Yes. Uh. Coming up next, we need to get into Utah State and UNLV. Aggies take on the Rebels. What do I know about them? What kind of challenges do they pose? What does Blake Anderson and his players think about them? And uh, what do we need to prepare for? Let's uh, find out more coming up on the other side on the Full Court Press. 
Hi, this is Brian Webster. And I'm Garrett Tanner with Cash Valley Bank. In celebration of USU's homecoming and our post-COVID opening of our mall branch location in Logan, we're inviting you and your family to our customer appreciation event Friday, October 22nd, 1130 to 230. We'll have a La Unica food truck and lots of goodies and giveaways. We appreciate our great customers and community. Come enjoy some good food with us in front of the mall at 1320 North Main Logan on Friday, October 22nd. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC, and go Aggies. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions in all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Looking for Medicare coverage that offers you more? It's the Medicare annual enrollment period. Time to compare your Medicare options to see who's offering the great benefits, the large network, and all the extras. Call 752-9493. Let us walk you through your choices. We're independent contracted agents. We have all available plans. There is no cost to work with us. We'll help you find and access the benefits you want. Call LSS Insurance at 752-9493. Great Basin Graphics has the experts to create business designs, apparel, and products that will make your employees and customers look fantastic. Great Basin Graphics has been designing and creating the best apparel for over 30 years. Great Basin Graphics is going to make people look. Stop by the new location at 966 West 400 North to see hundreds of great ideas or go to greatbasingraphics.com for screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design options. GreatBasinGraphics.com for details and information. Great Basin Graphics. We made you look, made you look. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week six showdown from our nation's capital as the Washington football team hosts the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bounce back? Or will Chase Young and the Washington football team defend their home field? It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 2603. I heard that Lavelle Edwards always wore Aggie gear under his BYU gear because the BYU gear would make him sick if it touched his skin. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. 2947. As advanced as we like to think we are as a society, we're still corrupt in many ways. If the players make the business enough money, they can do no wrong. Celebrities have a similar mantle. They break all the laws they want with almost no consequence. Coaches just don't hold the same influence. Can I ask, do you think it's changed? Because it used to be probably really bad in the 90s, early 2000s. But now with the Me Too culture and, and, and the way things are now, 
Um, not to say that this world's more sensitive, but just how more aware we are of racial, um, derogatory things, but also more aware of how the world is changing. Um, and I feel like you can't get away with any of that anymore. Not like you used to. Nowhere close. Uh, I think there is an element of that. I think there's also... I think there's been some some positive from it. Like, let's be more aware of the, our choice of words. Like, what we say carries weight. It, it, it matters. Um, but I, I agree that there have been times it's been taken too far. And no one is allowed to say sorry or to uh, give be given a second chance. Um, but uh, I, I totally agree with 2947. If uh, if they're adding value to your bottom line, either as a player or as a celebrity, um, seems like you know, they tend to get away with a little bit more than they should. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, Eric, big one on Saturday. I say it's a big one because it's a chance for the Aggies to right the ship um, from what they... Uh, uh, from the back-to-back losses to versus two really good football teams, and now here we are, zero and five UNLV versus this three and two football team at Utah State, five o'clock Saturday night, uh, inside of Allegiant Stadium. Um, Eric, what is your biggest concern going into this game? I think my biggest concern is uh, UNLV being a wounded animal in the corner that's been. Maybe got it. It's being—I don't know the right term to use—but just been hurt too a few too many times, and it just lashes out, uh, and then starts to gain some momentum and confidence. Because this is a team that's played pretty well, and they just haven't been able to get over the hump. So I, I think it's a team that has talent and ability. I'm not entirely sure the the coaching is solid enough. Clearly, it hasn't been enough to get a win. But at some point, that's going to break through. I just don't want it to break through against the Aggies. Yeah, and that's and that's a great point. Like that that dam can only hold so much water before it finally just breaks open and lets loose, and you can't stop it. And we, we've talked about you know this is a team that is zero and five on the record, but this is also a team that's competed in four of those five games. The one game they didn't, it was Iowa State, by the way. I mean, but they gave Fresno a run for their money. They probably should have beat Eastern Washington, not a great loss. Um, they've been in games, and they just haven't been able to finish is the problem. And, you know, I, I was able to talk to Coach Anderson a little bit about that and, you know, and ask him about it last night, and he was asked about it in the Monday press conference. Like, that's not coach speak of, hey, UNLV's better than their record. That is an absolute legitimate worry for him is that, as coaches, we see that they're 0-5, but they're still a good football team. It's the kids. You have to convince them. You can talk to them until you're blue in the face, but Eric, they're 0-5, but they're still a good football team, and you need to treat them like it. Yeah, he said that earlier this week. They're better than their record implies. Discuss it. I mean, they're human. They're going to look at it. I'm going to do my best to educate them on what you just mentioned, is that they've played a very difficult schedule. They have been in close games. They've gotten better. They look much different than they did week one. Uh, so coach is doing a great job of, of sticking with his plan and coaching them up, and the guys are improving. They're going to win some games. We just don't want it to be this week. And if we underestimate them or if we go in there expecting something other than a very good football team, we put ourselves uh, at risk. Uh, we, we have not played our best ball yet. And, and so 
a team coming off two losses, having not played great football the last couple of weeks, gotten close. I mean, we just need to be focused on being the best team we can be, and that's really what we're going to try to do. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you look at the record, and sometimes you perceive or or imagine things and aren't, aren't there. They are a good football team that's just looking to win their first game. Yeah, and part of what uh, makes them tick is their running game. Uh, they do have a strong running back uh, who's done, done a nice job this season. Um, uh, that's Charles Williams. Uh, 40, He's a baller. 47 rushing <clears throat> attempts. Um, I mean, not not huge yards, but he's averaging 100 yards a game. Yeah. And 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 not only that, but just the way he runs too. He's um he's a good mixture of downhill and yet finding gaps and getting to them quickly. Like he if he has to hit you and make contact, he's more than happy to do so, but he wants to find just the gaps where he's got open space to do what he wants to do. 6294 Eric in respect to the Aggie game, Vegas has Aggies only favored by 7. Yeah, I'm going to take the over Skittles. I think it was opened at nine, and it's been moving more towards UNLV. Interestingly enough, uh, but a little bit more about that UNLV offense. Here's uh, Blake Anderson giving us a little bit of a taste of what the Rebels have done so far this year. There, there are multiple offensively. I think you're going to have to see. You're going to see a lot of different things from them. I think their defensive front is the key. Uh, that is their most athletic um, group, and, and so trying to create pressure and get to the quarterback. With, you know, with the issues we've had physically up front on the offensive line, and hopefully we can be healthier and we can control that. But that is – they are about creating pressure, very similar to us defensively in terms of trying to create pressure, move the quarterback off his spot, make him uncomfortable. And then offensively, you mentioned great running back that they're going to try to be multiple, make it hard for you to exactly know how and where they're going to attack you. And uh, they have not scored a ton of points, but they've looked better each week at what they're doing. You're, you're kind of hoping that uh, this is not the week they get it all moving in the right direction. The thing that concerns me, too, is Utah State is dead last in rushing yeah. defense. Yeah, it's been, but you got to look at who they've played, Eric. George Helani in Boise State, Air Force, you know, is going to gash you no matter what. BYU had a great, has two great backs, actually, and, they, and for the most part, they were able to run the ball extremely well. So I, well, really, it's, it's the two games that really gashed the yeah. Aggies the most. It's the BYU game and the Air Force game. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I, I don't look at that as too harsh of a penalty. Um, but what I, the one thing about UNLV is you can't give them any sort of hope. You can't give them any sort of confidence that if, I mean, if they're hanging around by less than 10 and a half, they're going to go into the locker room and say, hey, guys, if we make one or two adjustments, this ball game is ours. And again, you just don't want to give an 0-5 team with nothing to lose, everything to gain, a chance to have that kind of confidence going and coming out of the locker room into the third quarter because then things could get really hairy. Look, UNLV is at or near the bottom in most statistical categories and where what their season has shown them so far this year. Um, they will let you move the ball. They will let you score. Um, they don't really run the ball very well. They don't pass the ball particularly well. But... This it is a team, as Blake said, Coach Anderson said, it is improving week to week. They've been competitive against some good teams. Fresno State at the time, if I'm not mistaken, was ranked. UTSA knocking on the door at being ranked, and they were in those ball games until the very, very end. The first sign, especially with a new coach, 
is will the guys play hard for 60 minutes? And they are playing hard, even in close losses, even in uh, the Iowa State game where things did not go well. Uh, they played hard the entire game. There's an energy level and an enthusiasm that you don't get with a bad football team. I, again, I look at the record. I see the same record, but that's not what you – if you just threw the record out and you just looked at them for 60 minutes, guys chasing the ball, guys playing at the second and third level, um, just the enthusiasm as they uh, tap each other on the hat after a big play, uh, their coachability, you don't see them making the same mistakes over and over again. I mean, a lot of signs of a team that is getting better, not a team that that is giving in or, or, or getting worse. Um, and, and then you look at the opponents they play and, and their ability to play tight football late when it got difficult. 38-30 to 30 against Fresno, who at the time was top 25. I mean, we all know how they're built. That's a good football team. UTSA is playing very good football right now. They play physical football. And for them to be in that battle late, uh, that to me just shows signs of a team that is that is willing to play and fight. And that's, to me, a signs of improvement. Yeah, I, they are improving. I'll give you that. But something that I felt like, and actually 5879 just texted into the show and says, I'm hoping uh, UNLV struggling in the fourth quarter versus our late surge ability will combine for a solid Aggie win. That's a great point. The things that the Aggies, well, the one thing that the Aggies can do is wear you down. They can wear you out with that no huddle offense and dragging you all, all over the field. And uh, if and the conditioning for the Utah State Aggie football team is incredible. It's done by Paul Jackson, their strength and conditioning coach. He's phenomenal. And what they've been able to do with that, Eric, is is use that to their advantage. Middle of the third, all the way into the through the fourth quarter. It's for they wore down Air Force. They took. Air Force's own medicine and and used it on them. It was it was incredible. If and I think UNLV is a team that they can do that to as well. Nine 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 five for playing hard. The coach should be give everybody a participation trophy. Yeah, everybody plays hard. Like um, it, it's there's a lot of coach speak that you'll hear from every coach. Like every team we face is is really really good and they all play hard. But um, but there's something more to be said about how competitive they are, especially how they've been competitive in their last two games. Um, I'm speaking of UNLV, and this is a team that's making some improvements. But let's not kid ourselves. They, they still haven't won a game. They lost to an Eastern Washington team. That's an embarrassment. Um, they, they don't put enough together consistently enough to win. They got this bye week just like Utah State did. So it's not like USU can surprise them too much with stuff because um, these guys have gotten a chance to heal up and get healthy too. I don't I don't want to make this feel like, oh my gosh, we're scared of UNLV. This is going to be this trap game. The Aggies should beat UNLV. But there are some things about the situation that do make me pause and give me a little bit of concern that – I know this coaching staff is addressing and they're working at it because they're aware of it better than we are. But um, this is an Aggie team that has struggled a little bit in stopping the run. And they've got a guy that's lately kind of come along. And the Aggies absolutely have to do a better job, especially on the edges, in stopping the running game. And uh, Coach Anderson talked a little more specifically about this Charles Williams, who is their running back. Yeah, he's a good ball player. 
I think just the ability to kind of do everything they need him to do. Uh, he's definitely not one-dimensional. And, and I think that's where you have a guy that doesn't necessarily have to come off the field, can do everything they need, is not uh, a liability catching the ball, is not a liability protecting, can do all those things and then carry the ball as effectively as he does. Uh, to me, that's that's what makes a great back. And they clearly have that. And, and, and he's keeping them in it. I know they haven't won yet, but as I said, they've played two very, very good opponents two weeks in a row and been in the mix to win. And to me, that shows signs of improvement, which makes them extremely dangerous for us and, and a huge challenge. And he's going to make that. You're going to have to slow him down. You're not going to stop him. You have to slow him down and take away the big play. No bulletin board material for UNLV to use this week, huh? I mean, and, and, and by the way, you had uh, um, Dimitrik uh, Aliafua and Hunter Reynolds on in that press conference. And they shared the same sentiment as coach. Like, it was – there was no, hey, look, they're 0-5 and we look to be able to dominate this game. It was – I mean, they made it seem like they're playing Alabama this week, Eric. Just and, – and that they're able to compete, they're able to play 60 minutes, and that's what stood out to these players. Like, it's almost like this message has gotten to the players' heads where it's – this is not a gimme. Do not listen to anybody, including R.J. Salveson, who says it's a gimme because <laughs> it is not. And I – and I it's, really – It's not a bye week. I still feel like it's a bye week. I still feel like this is a twenty-one-plus point win. Walk away. Like you, you but the players aren't treating it that way. No, no, they're not, and and yeah. neither, and, 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 and they won't. And no, and Norwood coaching staff will allow them to think that way either. They won't. Uh, Got to take another time out here in the full court press. Uh, we'll have more from Coach Anderson. Well, more of our thoughts on UNLV, who to watch for, uh, especially on on defense. We've talked about some offensive players. We'll give you an idea of who they are defensively as well. That's coming up on the full court press. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Building, remodeling, Daryl's has the wall oven for you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a great selection of single and double Whirlpool wall ovens in stock right now. Whirlpool wall ovens help you manage meal time for the whole family. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Used tires, only $25. Express Auto and Tire is selling every size, every name brand, and every snow tire for only $25. Looking for something a bit newer? Express Auto and Tire can save you hundreds on new name brand tires. Expect the same name brands, only hundreds less. $25 used tires or new tires saving you hundreds. Stop at Express Auto and Tire for every option on every tire. Visit Express Auto at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. 
Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. ACC foes collide in Chapel Hill as the North Carolina Tar Heels host the Miami Hurricanes. Hi, this is TJ Reeves. Join Tony Hill and me for all the action as Sam Howell and the Tar Heels look for a Coastal Division win over Cameron Harris and the Hungry Canes. It's Miami and North Carolina. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday afternoon, beginning at 1 p.m. on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. 435-339-0321 to chime in on the Guild Mortgage text line. 9995. I've watched the games. One thing I've noticed is that USU seems to be one of those teams where a simple game plan is, is a better game plan. No fancy trick plays. Keep it simple with the RPO offense. On defense, if they lack skilled players, Try more zone defensive schemes where you can put two players on another team's best breakout player. Hard to win, though, when your team doesn't have as many skilled players. Mm. We have the defense to do that, too, by the way, to match up with their best skilled players. I, I'm kind of with 995 on this. Like, You have the defense to be able to pull it off. Um, set, you know, put shadow what Shaq Bond and Justin Rice over two are over their best player and let them go at it. Find a way to take away their best offensive weapon and make someone else try to beat you. Their best receiver, Steve Jenkins, uh, 14 receptions for 217 yards, two touchdowns. Wow, sounds like a just a, another game for yeah. Devin Tompkins. Yeah, uh, averages 43.4 yards a game. Kyle Williams averages 39.75. Um, so they, I mean, they don't really have. They have a couple guys who who've caught the ball and are, are tend to be the the more targeted players. Those two especially, but they're not gonna. They don't really go out there and beat you in the passing game. No, they're gonna use a lot of the running game, and they're gonna use the running game for two things. One, because they feel like they can attack the rushing defense of Utah State. Two, they want to keep that offense off the field. If there's one team who doesn't feel like their offense can handle a, at least their team can handle a fast-paced running offense like Utah State, it's UNLV. They're gonna try and milk that clock for everything it's worth. Worth and limit Utah State's offensive possessions, and they can do so by using the run game. They've had a lot of different guys carry the rock for UNLV. Uh, Charles Williams is the main one to do that. But defensively, uh, this is a team that, like we said, like their, their past defense, they're worst in, in the Mountain West. They give up really 300 yards a game in the passing game. And I think that's just Logan Bonner and that Utah State wide receiving core. Their eyes have to be as big as saucers looking at that 
that UNLV secondary. Oh, yeah, you eat alive that secondary. They can't, yeah. Brandon Bowling and, uh, yeah, Brandon Bowling and DT should have 100-yard-plus games on this one. No question. But uh, Blake Anderson adds some perspective, though, on that secondary from UNLV. Well, I think that's been their their biggest weakness. It's just that they have struggled to cover in the back end. They've they're built well up front, and when they can create pressure, they they help themselves. But yeah, if you look at the season and where they're probably their biggest weakness has been, it would be in the back end. So Utah State's going to try to have a heyday. Yep, throw yeah, and you know what? Maybe and. Listeners can let me know if I'm right or wrong on this. I'd love to see the first play be a deep shot. Throw a play action with Calvin Tyler behind you, you know, and and then let Devin go deep and just let it rip. First play of the game, take a deep shot. See if we can find – and, like, let's test the secondary right off the bat. Let's see how good they really are. I like that. 5879, hell yeah. See who came to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on, that's what you do. Set the tone right then and there. Like, hey, we are going to come in and punch you right in the mouth. I'm going to throw a play action, put him underneath center, set it up, have Calvin be your guy who picks up a blitz because you know it's coming. Pick up a blitz, let Devin go deep, and then you just huck that thing. Far as you possibly can, Devin will go get it. Don't worry about that. Devin's going to go get her. Go get it. And uh, let's set the tone. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, some additional thoughts about Utah State and UNLV, part of our oppositional research on a Wednesday. With fuel prices soaring, did you know you can save money by keeping your car in shape? Hi, this is Tyler from Discount Tire and Automotive. And this is Josh at Discount Tire in Providence. We would like to help you save a little money at the gas pump. National studies have shown you can increase your fuel savings by 6% just by keeping your tires properly in place. And by another 10% by changing your air filter. That's 16% fuel savings without hardly any effort at all. We'll make it even easier for you. That's right, Josh. Just bring your vehicle to one of our three volume locations and we'll adjust your tire pressure and check your air filter for free. No charge to help you save up to 16% at the gas pump. And be sure to ask us about other ways to increase your gas mileage and save money at the pump. Ask about our guaranteed lowest prices on our energy-efficient Michelin or BFG tires. That's at Discount Tire and Automotive, Logan, Smithfield, and Providence. Discount Discount Tire, where where our people people make the difference. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, uh, Coach Anderson talked a little bit about Savon Scarver for the Aggies. What do you have to say about Savon? Are you asking me? Yes. Oh, sorry. I yeah. Uh, so uh, the question came in is, well, do you think that Savon's going to break the the uh, the touchdown uh, or the kickoff return touchdown record? Uh, and just what are the qualities you've seen out of Savon that makes him the player that he is? He can if people are kicking to him. Uh, you know, right now people are doing a great job of trying to 
avoid uh, letting him get his hands on the ball. And we, and we don't want to be careless. We've, uh, he's made really good decisions. Uh, he has turned down some opportunities to return the ball that just um, would be risky. Hang time, depth of kick, direction of kick. So I think he's made really good decisions. If we can get some favorable kicks in the future over the course of the next seven games, I mean, the guy can cut loose. He has, he has unbelievable vision. Uh, he sees holes that other people don't see. He doesn't need a lot of space. He can fly. Obviously, he's got great speed to break. Uh, but he has just this um, anticipation and courage that a lot of people don't have. And uh, he keeps talking a little bit about we, we get the idea. Yeah. Right? yeah. Save, or what he feels about Savon and what his abilities are. He's going are. to get one. I, I can tell you right now, he's going to get a couple now. That's, that schedule softens up a lot. You'd expect he'll get a couple. Uh, He'll get risky against UNLV, by the way. I've been told he's looking to get one this Saturday night. Oh, I hope so. I mean, he's uh, he had an opportunity, was it against Washington State? Yeah. And he pulled up and he was jumping up and down oh, like, oh, man. he knew it. He just he didn't knew quite it. get yep. it right. He knew it immediately. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll continue to break things down with Utah State and UNLV in the next couple of days with predictions and keys. Love to get your thoughts as well. Uh, we continue to look at what's going on in Major League Baseball playoffs. Um, the uh, Utah State women's basketball held their media days. 